just over one week from today, high school football Friday night lights will be back in action. The summer just flew by. You're tuned in to another edition of the Times News Sports Chat High School Football Podcast presented by the Lehigh Valley Health Network. I'm Justin Carlucci and I am with Patrick Matsinko. We've had a busy week, my dude. We've been all around. You've been hitting up a bunch of coaches. We've both been getting some interviews. And uh, this episode, we are having a really good opportunity uh, to talk to some Colonial League coaches, Pat. So you were pretty busy, man. What was the vibe up there in Northwestern and New Tripoli? It's fun. Um, I mean, it feels like we were talking about a lot of this stuff kind of throughout the summer and just sort of, I don't know, kind of having our own projections, I guess, uh, what we what we were hoping for or kind of looking forward to with a lot of these teams. When you see some of the names on the rosters that are coming back, obviously we have a lot of talent among uh, you know a lot of our area teams. But, uh, yeah, you look at Northwestern, uh, I got a chance to catch up with head coach Josh Snyder and uh, quarterback Devin Ballinger uh, earlier today or on Wednesday. And, um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. I mean, Devin Bollinger just announced his commitment to the University of Delaware uh, Division One program. He's our reigning Times News Football Player of the Year. Uh, they have a lot of talent coming back. They have their leading receiver coming back in Justin Rada, leading running back coming back in Nick Henry. And on top of all that, they have four out of the five guys on the line coming back, and the one that's going to be stepping into a starting role is a senior. So um, it's a very talented uh, veteran heavy group that won nine games a year ago, won a district playoff game, uh, just kind of came up a little bit short against Saucon Valley, a team that they actually beat earlier in the season. So um, I think they definitely have high hopes at Northwestern, and uh, Coach Snyder and uh, Devin Bollinger certainly seem to echo those sentiments. I think when the Tigers knocked off Saucon Valley last year, everybody in the everybody in the area was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. These guys are for real, and they are going to be even scarier in 2019. Here we are, and you know when you have you have those veterans on the offensive line, and I'm sure a lot of them play two ways, and you have to spend a lot less time t- talking about scheme and how things are oh, yeah. done is is massive because let's face it, they, you get like two weeks of live practice on the field there, and then boom, like you get a scrimmage or two, and and we're here, man. Exactly. And, you know, that was even one of the things that uh, Coach Snyder had kind of talked to me about was just how, you know, these guys being so experienced um, and having been in the system for a couple of years allows them to be more kind of multiple in their in their attack and in their looks. Uh, these players are more versatile. Um, they're able to just do a little bit more because of the experience factor. Um, it's kind of maybe less sort of working on the basics and fundamentals. Obviously, it's still extremely important, but a lot of that stuff's still in place. It's already in place, and it just kind of lets them kind of get into it and really hit the ground running. This podcast is brought to you by our good friends at the Lehigh Valley Health Network. And we'll talk to Northwestern head coach Josh Schneider later on in the podcast, so sit tight for that. Uh, Palmer head coach Chris Walkoyak, big shout out to him. We appreciate uh, him joining us. He'll be on later in the podcast as well. And you got a very, very versatile athlete in Nelson coming back. And, uh, you know, they're down in numbers this year, but Palmer very athletic, very capable of hanging with anybody in the Colonial League. And, uh, you know, they have a real tough schedule right out of the gate. I know you had a chance to talk to Coach Walkoyak. So what, what was kind of, you know, you'll hear some more of it a little later, but kind of what, what did you gather from being at that practice? Um, I mean, I think it's difficult 
you could look at it and say like, oh, you know, their numbers are in the in the twenties, um, and you know maybe they don't quite have the depth. But one of the things that he really stressed to me was that that's not that's not any kind of ex- any kind of excuse, and it's not. Don't, they're not going to allow that to be any kind of excuse. Um, you know, for a lot of these guys, they're going to kind of, in a lot of the same ways that maybe for Northwestern, where you have guys that, you know, kind of really have that versatility. Now for Palmerton, it's going to be almost, they're going to create versatility and opportunity just out of need. Um, you know, guys are going to have to play a couple of different positions. They're going to have to play both ways. But um, it's something that also just really creates more playing time. You know, you're going to get a lot of younger guys in there maybe a little bit sooner. But um, it's just a case of I think they're trying to certainly make the best of the situation and make the most of it, really, um, because like Coach Wachowiak told me, no one's going to feel bad for them. You know, no one's going to feel sorry for them if their numbers are down. Um, you know, and obviously injuries might happen. You're going to lose a couple guys. Um, it's going to only make things more difficult. But uh, but still, you know, not having as many guys as some of the other programs in the area or in the Colonial League, it just creates more playing time for the guys that are there and that are committed to the program and that have stuck with it for two, three, four years. And those young guys are going to have to grow up fast. Those young players, they start the season at Palisades, at Southern Lehigh, home with Stockton, and at Notre Dame. So uh, they have... That's a grind of, of an opening four games right there. So it's going to be it's gonna be exciting right from the gate for Blue Bomber football. You know, we'll get, see how this team progresses throughout the year. And, uh, you know, they'll definitely, uh, you know, get a feel for some of the top talent in the Colonial League. And, but, you know, that makes for an exciting run, you know, at the end of the season. They have, uh, especially, you know, when you end the season with a big rivalry game at Northern Lehigh, a lot could be on the line there when we're talking district oh, yeah. playoffs implications. And we look at, you know, I think, too, just since districts have gone to six classes and where teams, even if they do have a slow start to the beginning of the season, a lot of these teams are still very much in play coming down the stretch, uh, you know, making it into the postseason with a 500 record, with a sub-500 record, depending on the classification. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just because they might have, you know, might have a couple of rough games early on doesn't at all mean that uh, their postseason hopes are going to be dashed right away. Absolutely, and we are very much hard at work in multitasking here at the Times News. The preview football tab will be coming out next week, August 22nd, and I'll tell you what, man, Football Friday... Like another week, maybe. <laughs> I think maybe we should ask for... Let's, let's just push everything back another week. Um, I still can't believe that we're this close to the tab and then obviously with the tab you're right on the doorstep at the beginning of the season yep uh also i know uh you stopped and talked to uh, pleasant valley head coach uh blake sager so i i think i think we'll uh we'll run that in our next episode next week but uh we also had a chance sticking with the colonial league team here to talk to northern lehigh head coach joe tout and a northern lehigh team who was you know, very competitive last year finished five and five I uh, had a big rivalry win over, over Palmerton last game of the season last year. Um, and they kind of have uh, a, a, a very interesting schedule right off, the, right off the bat. A lot of games, they could kind of you know set the momentum early. They uh, open up with Wilson. They have Catasauqua bang, at Banger and at Penargel. 
Um, and I do believe they did beat either two or three of those very teams last season. So um, kind of a, a tale of, of two different flips of the coin. You have uh, Pomeran, who has some of the bigger schools in the beginning of their schedule, and it looks like Northern Lehigh will kind of wrap up the season um, with the bigger schools. So uh, very interesting to see how, how you know the coaches and the kids are, are preparing for kind of two completely different schedules, you know? Yeah, um, and I guess you know you could look at that a couple of different ways. Um, you know, you look at maybe Northern Lehigh. That's a team that's coming off of kind of a big turnaround season, um, like you mentioned, just kind of getting back to five hundred um, after having a difficult year two years ago, where they were in a lot of games, um, just couldn't quite get over the hump and get some of those wins. But uh, I think that's a team that really built a lot of confidence and a lot of momentum, uh, kind of getting back to where it did a year ago, and has I think a lot uh, a lot to look forward to this season. So. Um, you know, you kind of look at that where they're coming in maybe with a little bit of a, you know, just kind of a head of steam. And uh, I'm sure if they get a couple of wins under their belt early on, um, that confidence will only continue to grow um, as they get deeper into the season. And, you know, maybe as the schedule does kind of flip over um, and they play some of those other teams in the Colonial League. Well, we'll wrap up this intro right here. You got anything else on your mind about you know the, whatever you covered this week and any 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 good news going on or anything like that? No, I don't. Uh, I don't think so. Just uh, definitely been it's been exciting to get out to a couple of different practices. Um, got a chance to stop at Tamakwa as well, and uh, definitely excitement's high there. The Raiders have a number of key players coming back and. Uh, kind of much like Northwestern. So, um, yeah, it's just exciting to really now be into this first week of two-a-days and just kind of see where each of our programs are at. You're tuned in to the Times News High School football sports chat presented by Lehigh Valley Health Network. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Times News Lehigh and Sports. Check out TNOnline.com for sports news, extra content. Uh, we're on Twitter. Follow our reporters, and you know you'll get the whole enchilada when football season starts we cover all of our games no matter where they are who they're playing it doesn't matter but the, the football preview tab is really exciting with a bunch of photos of all the seniors depth charts position breakdowns rosters the whole nine yards a lot of work goes into that uh, and and we'll talk about that next week some more so uh, stick right here we're going to bring you to some of our local coaches interviews and, and our guests and we'll catch up with you later You're tuned into the Times News Sports Chat football podcast presented by the Lehigh Valley Health Network. Patrick Matsenko had a chance to catch up with Palmer head coach Chris Walkowiak. Let's see what he had to say about the Blue Bombers' upcoming season. I'm here with Palmerton football coach Chris Walkowiak. Coach, how are you doing? Doing great, uh, Pat. Thanks for uh, contacting me, and uh, excited to talk about Palmerton football. Absolutely. Um, how has the off season been going? And um, obviously, now kind of into into two days through heat acclimation. Um, just kind of what has everything been like for you guys so far? Um, you know, uh, for, well, first of all, we're facing a little bit of challenge this year. Our our numbers on our roster are lower, so that has been a uh, unique situation uh, this year of handling and. Um, however, we had a poor group uh, that have been around, uh, and so we're building off of their commitment to the team. Um, in you know, uh, with the lower numbers, uh, it's unfortunate for some of the kids choosing to 
you know, walk away and want to do other things that they're interested in, which is kind of signaling of the times, I think, uh, this day and age. Um, However, the kids who have remained committed, they're there for the right reasons. They're so coachable. Uh, They have great attitudes and a great work ethic. And, uh, you know, we're focusing on the kids who are there, and uh, we're excited to work with them. Absolutely. Um, you know, and just kind of, and I'm sure too, you know, maybe you look at it like if, if the numbers are down, um, you know, you, you can look at it, you know, in that way. And obviously that's um, certainly disappointing, but I'm sure too, it, it creates opportunities for the kids that are there. Um, Absolutely. You, you, you use the key word that we have said all off season with opportunity. Uh, there's a ton of opportunities uh, for playing time. There's a ton of opportunities for reps. Yeah. Uh, it's been great. The kids have been learning two and three different positions sure. of, out of necessity. However, it's unfair to them at times that they're learning two to three positions sure. and they can't master one craft. But at the same time, they're making themselves more valuable. And, you know, next year at this time, we're probably not having this conversation because we have a big eighth-grade class uh, that will be ninth graders. There's about 16 to 18 them in that class. And coming in, you know, we're right back into the – high 30s. So uh, these kids are just going to gain a ton of experience, the younger guys especially, through, through practicing every day and, and getting getting the reps because there's no there's no hiding that practice. You're either involved yeah. in offense, defense, and you're, you're on the field. Um, and it's, you know, I just was, uh, I talked to Sam Bonner, uh, Tamaqua head coach yesterday, um, and we talked about, you know, kind of numbers and maybe, you know, you think about, um, you know, kind of uh, maybe problems or something that that would create on game day, but um, obviously it also um, you know kind of changes how you approach. I'm sure practice um, and everything you know Monday to Thursday um, and kind of what you're doing. Um, how does that affect, I guess, just your approach and kind of how you prepare on on a week to week basis? I guess if you know if the well, numbers are the way they are. It's been uh, a unique challenge because we've. We've had to do, say, for instance, our seven on seven with the skill groups. Um, we've had to do half half fields coverage yeah. and only had half of the guys out there. Uh, yesterday during team, unfortunately, I had three of my coaches. One was running quarterback, one was running receiver, and one was playing offensive tackle, which oh. it's great and a credit to them for jumping sure. in and doing things. However, I'm losing now three coaches who yeah. should be coaching kids. Um and they're trying to coach and give us a look to simulate. So um, trying to simulate another team's offense is probably the biggest challenge. Uh, you know, when we're running offense and putting a scout team defense on, we could pick and choose and say, all right, we have a guy here, we have a guy there. But when you're trying to get a look from another team's offense, you need the full field, you need yeah. the full guys because you're teaching things. So um, that, that's presented the biggest problem. Um, obviously, depth charts um, and trying to, you know, the constant revolving door of who's in, who's not in, sure. um, is, is the next biggest thing, and, and people being ready, we're calling for a certain personnel, and kids having to remember they're on, and they're, they're not on with this personnel, but, uh, you know, we're, day by day, uh, we get a new problem, and I think we have a bunch of problem solvers on our coaching staff, and we, we find this problem, we go fix it, and the kids have been awesome in terms of knowing, hey, this is the situation and we're going to make the best of it. You know, we're still going to play football. We're still going to line up on Friday night and, you know, we're going to give what we have our best. 
Absolutely. Um, and I mean, obviously the guys that you have that, that are back and, you know, maybe even some newcomers as well and guys that are going to be seeing varsity time, um, you know, maybe getting more varsity reps, um, you know, for the first time. Um, who or what has maybe stood out to you, um, you know, so far, um, you know, through the off season and, you know, just through the very early portion of, of practice, I guess, this year? I think with our skill group, first and foremost, we have Jordan Nelson and Andrew Sable returning, and they are a dynamic duo uh, in terms of athletic ability. They've been Jordan starting for four years on offense. Andrew will be in his third year starting on offense, and uh, you know both of them have been starting for four years defensively. So they are two key seniors that we are leaning on for their leadership and obviously their athletic ability, and they're you know they've been great role models to the younger guys as to this is how you need to prepare, this is how you need to play. Um, and so we'll be relying heavily on them. You know, then we you know, that's a lot of attention goes there and sure. but I think we still have some other key core solid players returning that played last year. Like for example, Lucas Hate, he was our starting quarterback week one and yeah. due to injuries we've worked Jordan in and Lucas is back there. We're gonna have Jordan and then we have a new guy, uh, Cole Surf, that's a ninth grader who who's done some very good things he's obviously learning he's a freshman and has a lot of room to grow sure. however the, the, he is so coachable and he has so many skills that he he probably will see time after this year of, of doing things because he he earned it yeah and, you know, and it helps us out also to position some of us into other more natural spots uh so uh so you know, and then we have Ethan Record and James Denicola. They saw the field last year, um, offensively and defensively. So um, definitely have those guys back. And then Owen Buck uh, yeah. on the line, Tim Miles, and uh, we're excited about Brody Munoz excelling into stepping up into a starting role this year. You know, Brody has had a great off season. He's been there consistently. I mean. The kid is just there all the time. You know, he's got the tendable. So, you know, we have a, I'm excited, you know, although the numbers are down, I'm excited with the core group of guys yeah. we have. And then the extra guys who may not be a top name, however, on our team, they're going to be key, key players. You know, like oh, sure. Dylan Bartholomew has had a awesome off season. You know, he really missed the day of lifting. He was there all summer and he has grown remarkably in terms of maturity and athletic ability. Um, going into his junior year, you know we have an, another uh, player, Damian Crowley. Same same thing. They they've gone through the uh, tough years of playing the scout team, and they've given sure. us great looks, and they got experience. So it's now it's their time to step up and shine. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's exciting to see. I, I think the biggest pro, the biggest concern is. Um, you know, our offensive line, we had the guys that I talked about uh, not coming out or on the line. So sure. um, that hurts because that should have been one of the areas that we were experienced. So yeah. now we're needing to plug some holes um, and get get some experience there. But the guys who have been, like, uh, you know, Shea Klotz has had a good camp so far, you know, and, and, and stepping up there. Um, so, and Owen Buck, we've had to move him around. And Owen's played every position on the line right now. So, so you know, we're going we're gonna to rely on a Jeremy Mooney to step up um, and, and to, to be playing. And a Brody, I already mentioned. Yeah. So we got we got some kids, but we're going to need to 
grow up in some areas in a hurry, especially come Saturday against Jim Thorpe's first scrimmage. Oh, yeah. And then week one against Palisades. Um, and, I mean, do you look at that as, uh, as you know, kind of, I obviously it's, uh, like you said, it's out of it's out of need and out of necessity, but, um, I mean, you think about just kind of, you know, the maybe the, maybe the versatility, I mean, the experience, but the versatility that it could afford these guys, even if it's, you know, obviously, you know, through playing this year, but, uh, you know, for the guys that then are going to be coming back next year, um, you know, they're going to have, you know, have seen time, have seen varsity time at maybe, you know, like you said, several different varsity, several different varsity positions. Yeah, the uh, versatility is definitely, you know, I'm not looking in the, the future to next year. I mean, it's obviously going to benefit a team next year because we don't have that many seniors right now. So, sure. you know, looking ahead, it's, it's, uh, these kids are definitely going to benefit. But, you know, right now the focus is on the immediate presence sure. and saying, All right, what, do we, what do we need to do? And um, more importantly, trying to keep the continuity yeah. at positions. But obviously injuries are going to happen. So it's just having that next man ready, having enough reps, and then them being comfortable so that their confidence level to go in and play a different position that might not be their control sure. position. Or in some cases, we've, we've asked some of our skill guys um, to move from a skill position to a lineman position, which, yeah. again, and that's what you need to do in terms of a team concept sport like football. And yeah. you now you got to kind of put that ego aside. And I think that's one thing this year with this year's team, I really like, um, you don't see that ego-driven uh, player really walking around. Everyone's team-oriented. Sure. So it's been, they're great to be around every day and coach, you know, because of that, because they just say, okay, coach, whatever you need. And that's really what I think about. I mean, that's what likes, you know, you, you just want to step up and help and contribute and yeah. be, be part of that. So that's an awesome attitude they have for life. And I'm sure it's awesome for you just to kind of see the kids really making the most of it and kind of seizing, you know, um, you know, seizing these opportunities and just kind of, you know, really trying to trying to capitalize. Um, and uh, you know, you're still out there. Everybody's, you know, everybody's playing together and they're playing for each other. And I mean, I said it from day one. No one's going to feel sorry for us uh, when we line up. Saying our opponent can only have this. There's, yeah. There, there are other opponents that we're going to want to win, and obviously we want to win and compete. Sure. So. Um, I told a lot of guys, and I was very frank with them, saying if we continue to focus on numbers, this is what we've been dealt, then it becomes an excuse. Mm-hmm. So we're we're not going to dwell on that. We're going to say let's just, just keep on problem solving, keep on fixing things, and keep on developing and getting better every day. Absolutely. Um, is there, I mean, anything else for you, you know, or just, you know, thoughts or expectations, um, anything else for you uh, looking ahead to the season, Coach Wokowiak? No, I, I, it's, football is always exciting to get to get started. Um, I'm really uh, intrigued and can't wait to see what you know. Given what we've been doing over the past week and a half, two weeks through heat acclimation, trying to gel together to see to get that first scrimmage and to say, okay, here's what we've done well, and here's what we need to fix, and then really just to get into that season, get into the league. Um, obviously, it's the last year in the Colonial League for us. Sure. Um, I'm doing this before the schedule, so you know we're looking to to make them to make the most of it and be very, uh, be competitive, put a good product on the field and obviously off the field because that's one of our standards, not only to contribute on the field but definitely contribute off the field and in the community. Coming up next is Northwestern head coach Josh Snyder. 
Got a lot of returning players, quarterback Devin Bollinger, a lot of offensive linemen. So let's see what the outlook is looking like in Nutripoli. Yeah, you know, we've started, um, you know, Devin as a freshman, yeah. Rod as a freshman. You know, we took a couple lumps, you know, because we had to do that. And, sure. You know, they've progressed each and every year, coming yeah. up pretty big. Um, wins and numbers wise, individual number, numbers uh, wise. So um, having a line that, that's bringing uh, four out of five back sure. along with along with those guys, add Nick Henry, add Justin Rod in yeah. the mix, uh, or Justin Holmes also in the mix, and uh, Paul Huff is a senior that's, that, that's been very capable uh, for us and had a, had a great camp so far. You know, I think the sky's the limit for us offensively in particular. I think we can put a lot of points on the board. I can be. Sure. I think we can be really multiple and dynamic in uh, three phases of the offense, whether that's a screen game, the run game, and a pass game to keep defenses really, really guessing. Yeah. Um, try to get our athletes out in space and score some points. Um, and how much does that that kind of versatility really help you guys? You know, you see obviously what Devin did last year, obviously with his arm, yeah. but then also with his legs. You know, and, and just to be able to kind of have that and bring those different looks. I mean, how much does that help you when you're scheming and game planning week to week? Yeah. I mean, obviously we can. Uh, Hopefully that we're a handful for teams to prepare for. Sure. And, and uh, you know, if you can get there mentally with them, now we can uh, push the pace as far as X's and O's. Oh, sure. Um, you know, and be really multiple and with our with our schemes. And these guys have been playing for three and four years. Um, so you can really, really start to um, really test our own guys' mental oh, sure. capacity and football mind, mind frame. And, um, you know, that's what we're trying to do in practice is really push the pace. Um, you know, uh, stretch their minds and, and, and their abilities on the field, and uh, I think it'll pay off come week one. Do you feel like having a kid like Devin, who, you know, has that sort of Division One now kind of, you know, pedigree, I guess, you know, do you yeah. feel like that helps kind of take pressure off of the other guys? Or, I mean, do, do, you, do you feel like that at all? Where, you know, he's, you know, maybe people look at him and then, you know, you still have guys like Rada and you have Henry and you have yeah. the other guys too. But do you feel like that helps them at all, I guess? I think so. But, I mean, they're all best friends. They don't really yeah. look at Devin and say, oh, man, there's a there's a Division One quarterback on yeah. our team. No, they, they, they say, hey, hey, this is my buddy that's been playing sure. quarterback for us for three and four years. I think it's just a comfort level. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they're all on the same page. They've been playing together for so long. And um, um, they, they know that this is their time to shine. And, um you know, stepping into that role, we know we're not going to sneak up on anybody sure. this year, um, and we're, we're we're accepting that challenge. And um, you know, they joke around with each other, and um, you know, they're, 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 they'll be the first ones to get on each other to, to try to uh, push them and to be the best that we can be. So yeah, it's I mean, obviously Devin being here in his fourth year and being all state last year is great yeah. having him back. Um, so I think we're, we feel pretty good about it. Um, I mean, how much do you feel like the experience of the postseason, how much does that help, you know, just in terms of the, you know, the yeah. big games that these guys have been in throughout the regular season and the postseason? How much does that yeah, help? Yeah, I think you? it's great. Every time, anytime you play an 11th game, you know, they got a district win under their belts yeah. last year, and that's the first time they uh, played a district game because in 2015 was the last year we did it. So, sure. you know, we got a taste of it, came up short against a team we had beaten. Uh, oh, in, yeah. the, in, in the yeah. um, you know during the course of the regular season, our, our 
you know, we want to play for a district title this year. So, yeah. um, you know, that's that's out in front of them. That's that's what we're aiming for. That's what our goal is. So we're just trying to take care of everything along the way in order to meet that goal at the end of the season. Um, who are the four out of the five guys that are coming back on the line? On the line, so uh, Derek Kabelka is the uh, is the center. Okay. Connor, Connor Snyder is a guard. Okay. Um, Robbie Goldberg is the tackle. And Joey Shorts moved from guard to tackle. Okay. Um, Hale Trotter will then be the other starter, okay. along with Ryan Masters, who's also a senior. So we're really senior-laden up there. Yeah. Um, they've all played a lot of football, whether it be JV last year or starting a lot of varsity games. Um, and then uh, tight end, it, it's in a battle for who, who win that position between um, right now Dom, Dom Harding, looks like the front runner okay. there. Um, but Owen Cofield and Reed. Conry um, are all fighting for the tight end spot. Um, I mean, anything else that you want to say about these guys or just, I mean, what's it going to take for them to, you know, yeah. kind of take another step forward again and, you know, get, like you say, get back to playing for yeah, the I, championship? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm a big believer in uh, uh, doing what it takes during the <laughs> doing what it takes during the course of practice to win the game. Sure. You know, it starts with uh, extraordinary effort, making someone else around you better each and every day. Yeah. Uh, practicing just hard. Um, you know, getting better every rep, sort of the old school mentality. But, sure. you know, that's the formula that works. So that's what we're really working on, coming out to practice hard, pushing people, don't settle for average. Um, yeah. And I think that'll be key for us. Stick with us right here. We're about to throw it over to Northern Lehigh head coach Joe Tout. The Bulldogs coming off a 5-5 five and five season, ended the year with a big win over rival Palmerton. Uh, big improvements from a year after they went 0-10, jumped to 5-5. Five and five. They got a pretty young team this year, so I'm really excited to hear what Coach Tout has to say. This podcast is brought to you by the Lehigh Valley Health Network. Check out lvhn.org for more information. All right, Patrick and I are here with Northern Lehigh Head Coach Joe Tout. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, talk to me about this Bulldogs team. You know, Patrick and I, you know, have some questions for you. But uh, you know, we talked earlier, and uh, you, you mentioned you have a really a big incoming freshman class. So, uh, you know, what, what what's going on with the Bulldogs team this season? Uh yeah, we're mixed. You know, we're mixed. Uh, you know, I, we have eight seniors, seven juniors, seven sophomores. So, you know, ideally, my my goal as a coach, I'd love to get. 10 to 12 in a class, so we we have three light classes coming through, and then we have 16 in our freshman class. So it's it's been it's been a challenge, you know. Um, we feel that our ones are pretty good, uh, but it's been a matter of trying to bring our, our younger kids along. So it's been a lot a lot of teaching, uh, more so than than we've done in the last couple of years. Right. Yeah, and I know even just kind of talking with uh, you know the uh, head coach Chris Wachowiak. Um, he kind of mentioned, I guess, kind of in some ways echoed like a similar sentiment. You know, they're maybe kind of down on numbers a little bit, um, but they have maybe that they're hoping for like a big junior high class, you know, an eighth grade class that's going to be coming up. But, um, you know, even if, you know, you look at that um, and you think about maybe even if the numbers aren't exactly where you want them to be, um, you know, it's still an opportunity for the guys that are there. Um, I mean, is that kind of how you sort of approach it with, with your guys? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things. It's you know, it's it's inevitable. Numbers numbers matter. You know, numbers yeah. definitely matter. And that's 
that's what we've run into, I think, the last couple of years. You know, and that's and and that's why you see why why this all happened uh, with the Schuylkill League and the Colonial League is. You know, it's kind of been, you, you could see it. As a coach, we, we saw this happening really over the last six to eight years uh, where where it's been kind of the haves and the have-nots, where you've had schools that are growing, and then you have schools that are either, you know, we're on a slight decrease, and you have some schools that, that aren't growing. So, you know, it's, it, it's one of those things. Numbers are great. You know, at the same time, uh, you got to have kids that want to be there. So, you know, that, that matters, too. If you just have kids that are there and aren't really sure why they're there, really don't want to be there, you know, you could have 50 kids, but if you have 15 kids that are in that boat where, you know, they don't want to jump in, it, it's it's you're not going to win that way either. So, yeah, it's, it's an approach. Like I said, we, we've, uh, unfortunately, we usually uh, will have a big class, small class. You know, I, I said we... We just haven't been able to piece together two big classes in a row. Uh, But generally, this has been the first time when we've had three classes in a row that are smaller classes. We usually have one that's at least 10 to 12, and that was last year's senior class. So that's that's a new struggle for us. We usually have a little more size, but just to go three classes in a row like that, uh, you know, it's, it, it hurts. It does. There's no denying it. Yeah. How, how important is it for for this year's seniors? I mean, you know, last year as as a bunch of juniors, you guys had you know five and five ended the season with a really nice win against Pomerton and kind of have some momentum carrying over. And you know, how important is it for uh, you know that group of eight seniors? I believe you said to just kind of you know help yeah. pass the torch and and kind of move forward. You know. Yeah. Like I said, we. we... You know, we feel that we're we're similar talent-wise to last year, and you, you never know. You know, that's the other thing. You just I don't you don't know what the league's like. You don't know who's up, who's down, and you know. So, like I said, our our goal, you know, is to improve upon last year, and I, and I think that's reasonable. But like I said, you just you know you worry about yourself. I but you don't know. You know, is Sock and Valley a team that's you know, they had 20 seniors. You know, what's Saucon to do? Are they as good as they've been the last couple of years? Is Southern Lehigh as good as they've been the last couple of years? All, all those kind of question marks, you know, so you, you just try to, you know, worry about yourself for the time being. But I, I never, you know, right now I feel pretty good that we're, you know, we're very similar uh, talent-wise to where we were last year. You know, and, and with that, you want to improve upon it. So, yeah, we'd love to, we'd love to get to that seven-win mark this year, but like I said, it, it depends on what the other teams look like as well. Um, and you kind of mentioned, I guess, a little bit about you know just sort of you know, the guys that you do have coming back, and certainly you know you have so much to build on from last year. Um, you know, just kind of very early, obviously. But um, what are you excited about? Like just kind of what you've seen and who you've seen. You know, just kind of um, you know the guys that are there. Um, you know, just kind of what has excited you, I guess, so far? Speed. Um, you know, our skill guys. Uh, Zach Moyers transitioned uh, from wide receiver. He played wide out for us last year. He was our best receiver. Uh, he's going to go to quarterback, and he's really made a pretty good transition there. Uh, but when I talk about speed, we have really three guys. We have Mike Rapture, Joey Abadelli, and Trevor Morum. And we have more speed than we had. And, and I said, when people ask me, you know, the thing that kind of jumped out to me the last couple of years, we were always blessed with, that tailback that, 
if we hit an edge, he could go 80 yards. And those days ended for a while. You know, those what used to be 80-yard runs, we'd block it right, our tailback would hit it, and yeah. get caught. You know, and, and then now that big play ends, then you make a mistake, it kills a drive. Uh, we finally got back to um, having a couple guys that, like I said, we think are, are speed guys. Not, not going to say that they're guaranteed to be the fastest guys on the field each week. Yeah, you know, I was, I was kind of checking out Max Preps earlier today, and I, I saw Mike was a kid uh, who, according to those statistics, uh, averaged you know six yards a carry. So I uh, found the end zone a couple of times last year. So you know, how big is it? You know, just having a, a back with with that kind of experience. You know, maybe not as a senior, but had some good quality reps as a sophomore. Now moving into his junior year. Yeah. No. Like I said, he was. He was, you know, Mike's only going to be a junior, and his role expanded as last year went on. So, yeah, that, that's what we expect. We think he's going to take on more of a role. Uh, we're hoping. And then, and then, like I said, we have Joey Abadelli as well, who, uh, you know, he's going to be a junior. So these are kids that are underclassmen. So we think between two of them, um, we, don't, we don't think either one can, can get the ball 20 times a game and take that pounding. So we, we want to, you know, kind of give them each 10 to 15 carries. And then, like I said, I kind of picture Trevor more on like Mike Repture was last year where he, he's only going to be a sophomore, and I think as the year goes on, his role is going to expand. Um, you know, you kind of mentioned it already about just sort of the merger and thinking ahead. Um, you know, just kind of what are your thoughts, too, about thinking of, you know, sort of this last, sort of last run in, I guess, kind of what was, you know, what's been known as, you know, the Colonial League and kind of in, in that sense before, you know, things kind of eventually switch over and the schedules change. I mean, how much are you excited for that, I guess? And um, in some ways, maybe are you are you sad to kind of leave, I guess, the format or the setup that you've had with the Colonial right. League? Um, I'm excited. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I, I thought this was, you know, a, a time you came out of nowhere. I didn't expect it was going to happen this fast that we would go sure. into this next year. But for me, I'm more, I'm definitely excited more than I am sad to see us leave. I mean, we obviously have some rivalries, but um, you guys know uh, it's kind of the tricky part of it is you have ourselves, Palmerton and Northwestern, and we have a connection to both areas. You know, we're that fringe kind of coal region team, and, you know, I, I see it from. You know, now we unfortunately we don't play Lee Heighton, uh, but I just see such great. I actually see better gates and better crowds. Oh, um, you know, it just hasn't been there with when we're playing teams like Saucon Valley. You know, the Southern Lehigh. Yeah. Uh, even Wilson. You know, we had rivalries with Wilson early two cool. thousands. Those things have kind of faded away, and like I said, I kind of anticipate. I think it's a better natural rivalry or, or proximity-wise for us to be playing Tamaqua, for us to be playing Jim Thorpe and Northwest and Palmerton. So for our end of it, you know, not looking at the whole league, um, I think for our end of it, it's it's awesome. But like I said, I also think it benefits Saucon Valley, Southern Lehigh. Let them play yeah. Blue Mountain. Let them play Pottsville, uh, you know, to, to get those, those teams that are oh, yeah. 4A, 5A. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, like, you know, just even today, kind of thinking about going from, you know, 443 to 309, and then you think about, like, just that immediate connection from, like, Northwestern to Tamaqua, you know, going down 309, and, you know, just there are so many, I think, uh, 
different things like that that uh, maybe you don't always realize or you don't always think about it because they're not in the same league. But um, there are so many matchups that, uh, you know, just because the proximity really are, um, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, good for the natural kind of, um, just kind of natural rivalries that uh, I think is exciting. It'll be exciting for a lot of people. Um, and it'll be kind of, I don't know, too, I think it'll be a little bit of a breath of fresh air in a lot of ways. I do. I, you know, I think that was one thing they, they, some of the athletic directors kind of even still envision uh, District 7 or the Whippeal. And, and I think that yeah. I would love that. Um, you know, more or less, like, let, let's try to divide it up by division. District 11 geographically isn't a, a huge area. And, you know, I would like if playing teams that are similar sizes and be creative enough that you could have you know, those still have those rivalries. You know, we're able to keep Palmerton. We're able to keep Northwestern. But like I said, I think when you you don't necessarily think about it, but Northwestern and Tamaqua, they border each other. Yeah. And I know they're they're kind of expecting that they could turn that into a rivalry. You know, and then like I said, you have Palmerton and Lehighton, which those yeah. two school districts border each other. So a lot of positives that are that are going to come from it. Absolutely. You know, I was, I was just looking at the schedule, and I saw last year you guys started out with back-to-back road games. This year you have two home games back-to-back to open up the season. And just curious, you know, from a coach's perspective, would you rather get the road games out of the way early or, you know, open up at home first, or does it does it kind of indifferent, you know? Yeah, kind of. You, you prepare for what you're, kind of what you're dealt. You know, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, what, what you worry about, now we're fortunate. Uh, we scrimmage at Marion on Saturday. So that's that's always your concern, that 40-minute bus ride, you know, 50-minute bus ride. Um, if have we had Marion at home, I'd be a little concerned that we're home three weeks in a row mm-hmm. um, because that's, that's my, that is my fear without, you know, talking about it to our kids yet is taking that bus ride to Bangor. You know, that long bus ride, and there's certain games that you're worried uh, about kids not getting off a bus, being prepared to play. So... Um, it is good though, like I said, it's it's it, it you do like I don't know how much of an advantage it gives us to play Wilson right away at home. Um with them being a Saturday team, I'd rather get them you know, you look for any little advantage and I'd like to get them used to that Saturday schedule before we play them. But um no, like I said, it definitely makes it easier. Being home early makes it easier. Uh but you prepare for what you're dealt with. Like I said, that's definitely a little added advantage not having to go on the road. Um, I mean, anything else for you, Coach, you know, just kind of thinking about, you know, obviously, like you mentioned, the scrimmage coming up, um, and then, you know, the season, obviously, uh, you know, a little more than, you know, than a weekend. So first game in a weekend, two days, um, I guess. Uh, anything else for you that you want to say about, you know, you guys or just kind of thoughts going into the season? No, like I said, we're excited. Like I said, we're excited, you know, in the last time. I said we have the two home games. Uh, we're proud. We're starting to get people that are that is. I, I guess we we copied off the Anthracite League, but we have that early game against Catasauqua. Yeah, um, yeah. On a Thursday night, so uh, looks like Northwestern stole our idea, and they're gonna they're gonna play that same night uh, against Salisbury. So, uh, like I said, we we saw they did that. So yeah. But uh, I I kind of think that's the plan next year's week. We will play Western week two, and I think that's the plan. We're going to keep it that Thursday night. Nice. That'll be cool as well. So, you know, kind of make that a spotlight game. But, uh, cool. yeah, like I said, we're excited. We're 
of them. I hate losing Caddy, uh, but I think I think some of the core region teams. You know, that's one thing. I, I being a Panther Valley guy, and not playing at Northern Lehigh, and not really being familiar with those schools until I started coaching there. Was I had no idea the history of Catasauqua. You know, the yeah. history there. And like I said, I think that's going to be some pretty cool matchups when they when they're playing some of the those coal region, you know, the Shenandoah and oh, and those yeah. type of teams. So like I said, I think I think a lot of people are going to like this. You know, so one of the, the only gripes I heard was the uh, some of the distances. You know, I heard some Tamako fans not liking to go to Palisades. You know, and I, <laughs> my point is, is it really that far? An hour fifteen is going to kill you. You know, they get <laughs> once every other year. Is it really yeah. that big of a deal? But uh, now, like I said, we're excited for that. But like I said, this will some of the some of the schools we won't you know see. Who knows when we'll see them again? You know, but like I said, it'll be a little bittersweet. But yeah, we're uh, we're looking forward to getting the season going. It comes quick. Like I said, we're yeah. a little over a week away, and it, it just flies. You're trying to get everything in, get everything in, um, all your plays in. You have everything in. You have your hands team in. You have your two minute offense in. So it's it's losing that week makes it difficult. But uh, I think we're I think we have everything kind of marked off and mapped out, and I think we're in pretty good shape as far as being prepared for Wilson. Definitely, definitely. Um, and I guess just la- last thing for me is, you know, we talked about some of your skill skill position kids. Um, you know, who are, who are some of the linemen that are going to be, uh, you know, kind of definite starters or shuffling in for you? You know, those the big guys up front do a lot of the dirty work, and, you know, everybody likes to look at the box score, but, I mean, you know, that's really what makes, you know, high school football team go. So uh, I don't know if you want to give a shout-out to anybody in the trenches yeah. and the Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, no, we've we returned a bunch of uh, of our linemen as well. Uh, JD Hunter, we're expecting to be a two way player this year. Uh, he's only going to be a junior. He started for the freshman and sophomore, but he's a, he's a center defensive tackle. Uh, and then we have Carter Smith, who started as a sophomore. He's going to be a defensive end and a guard. We have Bryce Dye, that's a guard and a defensive end. So we do. We have uh, we have a couple kids back. We're, we're just you know, our depth isn't the greatest, so we, we got to stay healthy. We have to stay healthy this year. We have Josh Schaefer, uh, defensive tackle. He's he's going to be a junior. He's been a three-year starter. Uh, and then there's kids like, we have a kid like Brandon Zellner. Brandon Zellner uh, was a tight end for us, wide receiver, tight end. And probably three weeks ago, I went to him and told him, we'd like to move you to guard, and you're going to start at guard if you make that move. And uh, he was our second tight end. He's gone there. He's he's done a great job. So that, those are the kids that you need to win. You know, kids that he just said, all he told me, Coach, I just want to start. I want a chance to start. And told him, you, you, I believe you will start there. And he, he's ran with it. He's been very solid. So, like I said, we have a lot of good kids in our program as well. So that's that's what you need to win. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. You know, we'll be bothering you throughout the year. So we're looking forward to uh, uh, checking in with you again. But yeah, good luck in on scrimmage and in week one. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Times News High School Football Sports Chat presented by the Lehigh Valley Health Network. We'll bring you some more good audio content with some more guests next week. 
season will be here before we know it everyone thank you for listening thanks to all of our great coaches that made this possible shout out to patrick matsenko my co-host here the times news football preview tab will be coming out on august 22nd there'll be great coverage from all of our local teams with stories position breakdowns and depth charts so you'll find out who will be on the field and who will be doing what So make sure you stay tuned to everything that we're doing here at the Times News to get you ready for high school football season. And as always, we cover all of our local teams, no matter where the game is or who's playing who. So you'll get to see all those stories and all the papers, all the box scores, everything you need to know right here at the Times News. So for Patrick Matsinko, I'm Justin Carlucci. We'll catch you later.